Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Welcome to our podcast, The Spirit for Success. I am Rach Wilson, if you don't already know me, and with me as always is delicious, talented, gorgeous, unicorn looking. <laughs> That's so not fair. I mean, thank you. No, first of all, thank you. But I don't ever get to say these things about Rach. Let's see the sexy, sultry, <laughs> techie <laughs> genius that is Rach Wilson. Oh, thank <laughs> you. We go. Feeling the love, feeling the love. So yeah. The topic for today, this one came up because we've been, we've got our um finally, now that I'm back on board, full steam, got to love it, um, finally getting our uh, Success Circle members area, the actual members area, technically, um, done, which is so freaking exciting. I think the universe has been holding out on me going, no, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. <laughs> wait. Okay, fine, wait for it, wait for it. Like, wait for it. <laughs> anyway, but we were talking about, you know, the various programs that we've been in and um, our experiences of, as being coaches and mentors and guides for many, many people over the last of more than 12 months, not just in this business, but in other businesses. You've got S on there. You? I'm sad. I, I was like, oh God, mute, mute. <laughs> but one of the things that really stood out to us is we can see um, out of the people that we work with who is going to make it and who might struggle and who's possibly not going to get there for quite some time. Um, and I thought it'd be interesting for us to sort of talk about that, being that we're on this side of the um, the desk much more now than we used to be. Whereas before we tended to be a lot of the students and the, the clients for other people. So I'm going to throw it to Therese because I know she is dying to start this conversation. I'm dying guys. I'm dying. dying this is what I do. I try to do. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, one of the things that I think that I was chatting about with Rach was just the fact that, you know, as someone in a program, someone who's taking a program, it can be hard to see your own progress. And it can be really easy to kind of like slack off only because you just can't see if you're getting anywhere. There's that kind of feeling sometimes like I'm doing all this work and I'm getting zero movement. And that's just, that's not the case. Um, and I didn't really truly learn this until uh, becoming a teacher, until being on the other side of it. And then I was like, oh, wow, I really can. You can really see who is moving forward and whether they see it or not. I mean, that's kind of our job to be like, no, you are moving forward. I can yeah. see it. It's there. And we're not just saying this to our clients as to just be cheerleaders. It's, you know, we really can see who's mm. moving forward. Um, and so... I don't know. I mean, I just kind of wanted to spitball this with Rach a little bit because we were thinking now, how could we help people know it? How could we help them know that they're making progress when they can't see it? So now I'm going to throw it back to Rach. <laughs> so she'll have the answer. <laughs> I have one of the answers. I don't have all of the answers, even though my kids think I have all the answers. Let them stay in that nice little fantasy world for quite a bit longer. But yeah, it's, um, I think one of the things that I tend to do with my clients, particularly my private clients, is to have them um, look at, you know, what progress have they made? I don't do it every day, but one of the things I get them to look at is, well, let's look at where you started. Look at where you started when we first started working together and look at what's changed and how far you've come to today. Because it's like, um, 
you know, you're doing a little bit every day and you can't see the changes because it's like seeing yourself losing weight in the mirror until you look at your before photo and look at the after photo, you go, oh my fucking God, I look fucking hot. But, it, but in the process of doing that, you know you're making, you know, you might see the measurements each day or each week and go, okay, well, it's only a centimetre here and it's only a centimetre there. So it's not really that much progress until you look at the whole journey. So that's one of the biggest things I get them to do is to look back well and when you say that immediately go i'm thinking what metrics are you using because maybe the metrics that you're using to measure your progress aren't going to show you that much that's true right if you use that weight loss uh, example sometimes the scale is like boingy 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 up and down back and forth but your clothes Mm -hmm. become a different type of metric like suddenly your pants are you know, you need to go buy a belt or get another pair of pants and it stays that way, right? That's it's a constant. It. Yeah. That's a good feeling. Uh, or, or taking your measurements or noticing your health. Do you have increased energy? Are you able, like when I was going through my own uh, health slump, I noticed that I was tired, like halfway through the day, I was done. I needed a nap. I needed to take a break. Um, versus when I started getting healthier, I could tell that I was getting healthier, even if I wasn't seeing it from other metrics that I was looking for, I could see it with my energy, but I could just keep going. The thing you saw it too was, um, and we talked about this, was the difference between your face. And you didn't realize that at the time because we looked at at a uh, video that we um, recorded back before December. So before she realized that eggs was no go for her. Oh my Um, God. And when I was like pregnant, because I can even tell in my own face, I'm losing some of the baby fat fantastic (laughs) lost a lot of the puffiness from having the eggs but we couldn't see that because we've seen small we haven't even seen the small incremental differences over time but when you look at the before photo there's a big difference and one of the things i'll I'll throw it back to you in a second but one of the things i would love to to sort of play back and forwards here is what are some of the other metrics that you can use to gauge success in your business in your um whether it's business or career uh, or relationships that's another one so I'm going to throw it back to Therese because I know she's got a few things that she would love to add there. If well, um, first of all, let's start with uh, like a study, a study program or a personal development program. Let's yep. look for metrics that we could show that we are growing. And one of the, one of the things I love is when, when working with a client who is doing the work, right? They're not just hearing the theory because that's kind of what, what you're getting when you're in a program of any sort. And when you're in school, there's, there's two, two parts to schooling, period. There is the study of it, and then there's the practice of it. And so you can be a straight A student at the study part, but if you're not applying what you're learning, you're never going to see that measurement of growth. So Um, what's really interesting is like with personal development, how do you know if you're growing, if you're moving through it? Um, if you're presented with a situation that seems to to come up, (laughs) that seems to be a regular situation, you'll know if you have developed personally by how you handle the situation. Yes. And I want to add to that because what people get caught up on oftentimes is, oh my God, that's come up again. I obviously haven't done enough of the work. Right. No, no, that's not the case at all. But it is going to show you how far you've grown and what you may potentially still have to work on. 
Yeah, I'm just commenting. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, I saw the change. And we're like, woo, woo. <laughs> That's a good feeling. That's a good feeling. Mm. And yet it's interesting because again, you might not see it until after it happens. Like just mm. like Rach said, when she said, oh my God, the situation is here again. I must have failed. How many people, me included, have that thought when those situations come up? Because there's some idea in our belief system that when I learn this stuff, those situations won't happen. <laughs> Not true. Not true. They do happen. It's how you handle it that becomes different and then moves you down a different path. You're not going to be going on that, yep. you know, that hamster wheel of behavior. You get to move forward in the, the game. Emotional roller coaster. And that's exactly how, I, and that's one of the ways that you can tell if you're making progress or um, moving towards success in any area is by how you feel. And even though you can't necessarily, there's not a gauge that you can just plug in to go, Oh, I'm 80% happy at the moment. That's fantastic. Um, what you can do is kind of look at, you know, how over the course of a week or over the course of the last two or three weeks, you know, how much have you felt a little bit happier or a little bit lighter or things just feel like they've slowed a bit more. I mean, these are all signs of progress and success as well um, in business, in your relationship. So there was another one that I just thought of, but I've lost my train of thought now. Well, here's something I wanted to bring up. So for me, and I bet I'm guessing this happens for a lot of people. I get in my, I have an idea of who I'm going to be once I get this knowledge, right? The, somehow I'm going to magically change and that the things I struggle with aren't going to be there. But not only that, um, it's not just the things that I'm struggling with won't be there. It's that somehow I won't have self-doubt anymore uh, or that I will be more confident in what I'm creating. And I, I would just kind of say that what I've learned is, yes, confidence a little bit, but more capable is actually what I've become. And that the other one to add to that is, um, it's also you still feel the self-doubt, which is pretty common when you're stepping into something you haven't done before, but it doesn't stop you. That's that's a key or another indicator of how much growth and um, stuff that you've done within yourself. Yeah. I, and I'm trying to think about business examples. Like when I first, yeah. mm, when I first started making art and selling it and how I felt really insecure then. And like, I, you know, uh, constantly we compare ourselves, especially when we're in the beginning, especially when we don't know what point B looks like. Mm. We start grabbing at things and we're like, well, point B must look like this, 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 and this. And we put all these things together, but it's still an assumption. It's not based on experience. It's, it's based on partly on desire, but also on, well, look at that. That person's point B looks like that. Mm. Right. Well, so we're back you up royally every time. Well, we're still comparing. But here's the interesting thing is when I first started selling art, it felt like but there was going to be some kind of mindset shift in me. I'd somehow I'd be more confident. It comes back for me always to confidence. But there's this, this belief that I was going to be a person who just knew mm -hmm. what was up, that I could see what was coming before it came, and I could just breeze right through it. And that's not really the case. The case is that I, um, that I don't get delayed by um, of anything that sets me back. And, and there's a delay period and it can change. And that's part of what will change as you work on yourself. 
yeah. is this delay period. So I'm going to hand it back to Rach to tell you about this, this delay period. It's, how would you call it? A reaction delay period or? It's a kind of response and Maria's kind of put it in here there as well. Um, you, you pick yourself up faster. It's yeah. like a recover, you recover faster, if, if so to speak. But when you've got a lot of emotional stuff and you haven't done the growth or whatever, it'll knock you flat, like for a period of time. But once you've done a lot more of this internal work, you've been working on your fears and your beliefs, your mindset, your, your emotion set, the whole box and dice. Um, it doesn't necessarily knock you as flat. It'll knock you sideways maybe the first couple of times and then it just knocks you a little bit and then it doesn't knock you off at all. You just go, huh, that was interesting and keep going like it's a mild bump in the road. So here's another metric for those of you watching us who want to be able to measure your development is the metric of time. And mm. let's use specifically this example, this delay period. Um, there's a metric of time. You can be delayed for months and I have been there. I have been pushed back in confidence in in a sense of security and is this right in an existential crisis of this is my purpose you know why is it so hard if it's if, if it's my purpose so um before about working on myself and really getting some emotional mastery tools under my belt the metric of time showed me that it took me months i get knocked down i'd stay down then moving along it became months <laughs> and then weeks and then week and now it's down to 20 minutes yeah. i'm like 20 20 minutes of pure oh my god <laughs> and then i'm like wait a second i don't have to do this <laughs> no that's a choice no and that's actually one thing i teach around the emotional um emotional mastery is allowing those emotions through because when you don't it does actually make the time take longer so if you get into fear you get into worry you get into hurt whatever it is just throw it completely out there let it all roll through as quickly as it possibly can because then when it's done it's like okay i'm gonna put my big girl pants back on what do i need to do next and then off you well, go I'm on the same and and there's another um maybe it's another metric or maybe it's just a skill that pops up but but when you have started developing this personal mastery and also recognizing you know rach and i teach a lot about empowerment that's that's our big passion is to empower other people. And what I love is that one of our clients made the comments uh, to me the other day that she feels like what we're really teaching is responsibility. And I went, ooh, that's, that's good. Because responsibility is empowering. When you start claiming everything that's happening to you, you have the ability to have some control over it. I'm going to pass that back to Rach. Add some more to my Jenga. <laughs> Jenga that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing though. Like when you say the word responsibility, everybody has a mixed reaction to that um, because it, all of a sudden it feels like, oh my God, then everything's my fault. No, no, no. It's not your fault. But if once it's your responsibility, you actually have the power yeah. to change it. It's like, oh, okay, well that fucked up. Right. Well, Oh, that's something I did. What can I do differently next time? Pick yourself back up and off you go. Whereas when you're not in the space of responsible in that space of responsibility, it's very easy to put yourself in blame mode. Oh well, they're the problem. That is why it didn't succeed. The problem with that is that then it's external to you, you've got no control over it, and it puts you in victim mode, which means you can sit there for a hell of a lot longer. Whereas taking responsibility, it's like, huh, okay, what can I do about that? And then off you go. So for us, when we're looking at our, our students, it's those who actually step into that space of responsibility for everything in their lives 
that are the ones that truly do make the quantum leaps and succeed in, in many ways that they don't even know that they're succeeding. Well, and they shine. That's, yeah. the, that's something that maybe you don't know. But if you're putting in the work and busting your butt, you shine. Mm. Trust me, you do. And um, you might not be able to see it, but others will. Yeah. Others do see that. Um, and this is, I think what the, the intention behind this too is not to pick anybody out or set anybody aside. It's mostly to help you know when in doubt, first of all, you can always ask. Mm. Ask your, if you're in a program, ask your coach, ask your teachers. Mm. Um, get feedback from you that could give you a metric right? Show the measurement. Usually having just an outside perspective, and, and we all need this. We all need somebody outside of our situation who could be like, actually, you're doing pretty good. Actually, you made it through that situation pretty easy. Uh, I remember last year when that was really tripping you up, and it's not. Mm. It's not now. Um, um, oh, I'm just looking at, so I'm also on Facebook for everyone who sees me looking down all the time. Mary's here. Hi, Mary. Hi. So um, oh, I to add was, well, um, I want, sorry, continue. No, no, I just want to say what she had to say. She says, think, she says that I think sticking to a schedule is key as well, at least for her. Mm. So a schedule yep. is a metric. Yep. I'm terrible with keeping up with schedules but you know if I commit to doing something and it, and it gets done day after day then she's getting better she's getting better so we had to learn this actually as a business too because neither one of us are we're pretty open and flexible people and we're kind of free-spirited so we'll let the energy take us where it needs to go uh, but there's always stuff right there's always administrative stuff there's always background stuff that needs to be done so lots but it's fun it's the fun stuff that makes the other really fun stuff more fun mm. fun <laughs> anyway um but we worked that out and this and you can do that right so you look for what's really tripping me up what's holding me back what's keeping me frustrated mm. am i doing it the most efficient way right and that's another metric that you kind of figure out as you start moving forward in business is you mm. figure out what efficiency is so here's the thing no, go ahead. Go ahead. One of the, I just want to say, because it keeps coming up in my head and I don't want to forget to say it, but one of the things that most people determine their success or their business success by is the amount of money that comes in. And what I really want you to get is it's not. Um, it's absolutely not. And we had to sit down and really for me, because I was down on myself the other day about how much work I didn't get done while I was pregnant and had baby. Uh, in my head, I had these big grand How dare plans. you? I know, right? <laughs> All the grand plans of things that I wanted to accomplish in that time and I didn't get anywhere near where I wanted to. But then I had a great conversation with a good friend of mine who was telling me about all this stuff you should be doing in business. People that she's talking to that are multi-million dollar businesses and the things that they are implementing in their business. And I went, huh, we did that. We do that. Oh, we've added that. Huh. Realizing that over this time, what we've done and achieved is created a beautiful foundation for us to now build some massive success on. But we needed the foundation in place first. Now, if I had been 100%, <laughs> we may not have got the foundational stuff done to the, to the level that we've done this, the way that we've done it now. So money is not, an, it is an indicator, but it is not the indicator of your success. And this is what we really, really want you to get is to look at, and you can do this yourselves by jotting down notes as you've as we've been talking but to 
create a whole other list of criteria that you can check in on to go, huh, well, how am I feeling? Um, what stuff have I gotten done? Has my coach or people around me noticed what's changed about me? Then you're starting to get a portfolio of proof of your growth and success where you are now. All right, continue. <laughs> and this is where this is where having an obstacle can really be a gift. This is why having obstacles can be gifts. Because an obstacle shows up in your life and it's a perfect metric point because you can go, oh my God, how am I handling this now? How was I handling it a year ago? Because mm. it's not that I feel like there's some obstacles that show up re repeatedly. You know the ones <laughs> that are repeating obstacles and then you know the ones that are kind of like strange blips in your life. But the repeating obstacles um, are the ones that are great metric tools because they really can give you a clear picture on how you're handling it versus how you handled it before. Hmm. So that's, that's another metric right there. I love this. We're getting, we got a little toolbox going. Down? Somebody writing these down for us. <laughs> watch this later and write down the metrics and put it into a blog post. But anyway, um, totally will. Yeah. Well, you know, relationship metrics. Here's yeah. One. Yeah. And, and, and for me, a lot of it comes down to feeling. You know, how do I feel? Do I feel comfortable? Do I feel connected? Do I feel loved? Do I feel in love? Do I feel loved? So there's multiple ways, feeling-wise or emotion-wise, that you can tune into the relationship. The other thing that I used as a metric early on in our relationship was how often did we have a disagreement? Um, we, I can't even remember the last time we had a disagreement over anything. We had, you know, when you get overtired, you might snap a little, but that's as bad as it's gotten. Um, and even with a newborn, there's been like maybe two instances where one of us snapped at the other. That was it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, but when I look back at the beginning of our relationship, we had a few times where we had misunderstandings, as is common in, in, in new relationships. So for me, that was that became a metric or how are we going? When was the last time we had a disagreement? Huh, you know, it's been a couple of months, it's been so long. Um, so upsets, disagreements, loggerheads, that sort of stuff, starting to look at, you know, how often is that occurring? And if it's starting to get more, then it gives you an idea of, you know, something needs to change, something needs to be worked on, both, always both together and as individuals, um, for that to then start moving in a forward positive direction. At least that's my version of it anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, one, one of the things that happened for me around relationships uh, especially as I started develop, developing and mastering my emotions was recognizing that whenever I felt discord, like I wasn't getting treated fairly, no, things weren't going my way or I wasn't getting what I want. It's because I flipped the script. I was like, I'm not given that. And that changed everything. It's like if in a relationship, if you're not feeling fulfilled, if you, if you're not feeling like um, you're getting your needs met. There's a good chance that you're not the one putting it out there. You just not um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting it out. <laughs> My poor husband, a lot less than usual. Um, well, with little kids, for example, that need a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm, we're very affectionate family. We we're huggers, cuddlers, snugglers, kissers. That happens a lot in our family, and so our little kids get a lot of that energy, mm. and but it's, you know, it's a giving energy when you're a parent, it's not so reciprocal. <laughs> and so you begin to feel like, Hey, I'm not getting enough affection. That's what I was 
feeling. And then I realized I had been giving all the cuddly stuff to my kids, but expecting, you know, and my poor husband felt the same way. Yeah, exactly. Like I didn't, where's mine? <laughs> and that's the same of any relationship. Like we've, we've kind of, you know, we, we're talking about relationships of love kind and we, we talk about health and all sorts of stuff. But for us, when it comes to business, it's all a big part of the package. But that same giving and receiving is relevant to business partnerships as well. So if I'm in need of communication or whatever, then I, it's usually because I haven't communicated or reached out and vice versa. So looking at where you've got business partnerships, whether it's a business partner that you're working with or colleagues and clients or other people that you do joint ventures with is looking at, um, you know, what am I giving is also what you, hang on, let me try and get that thought. <laughs> If you're missing something, something's not working, look at where you can give it first in order to receive it. That's exactly. Exactly. And then it comes back down to energy. So all of this stuff that Rachel and I teach, it all comes back down to energy. Mm. And what she, an energetic way of saying that right there is that the more, you know, the more you give it, the more you receive it. So if you want something, give it. That's that, that's the reciprocal energy that'll happen because, and it's usually not that you're going to get something directly from someone else. It's that when you give it, you feel it yes. first. Yes, yes, yes. So bringing that back to the original topic of, you know, um, I'm going blank. What were we talking about? We started off with the topic and we've got to study, sort of really, kind of study it or progress. How we can see, how we can see who's going to succeed wildly and who's going to struggle. Um, it's in that, in the same way in, you know, if they're having a struggle, they come to the teacher and go, hey, I'm struggling with this. What do I do? Rather than disappearing and not reaching out or using the resources they've got available. Um, so it's what they're giving their attention to is also what's giving them back the, the success or the growth or momentum. Um, as like anything, the more you do the work, the more you show up to the classes, the more you do the practice, the more you, it just, it is, it's inevitable that you move forward. And I want to repeat what she just said there, the more you do the practice. So let's go back to what we know about mastery of anything, mastery of anything. Literally, let's pretend today you go, you got to bug up your butt and you're like, I'm going to master the cello right here, right now. So the process of mastery, you could become a master cellist in 10,000 hours of practice. So the process of mastery looks like this. It looks like, um, oh God, I actually wrote this out. I wrote the percentages, but it's intention, practice, 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 blah, 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 performance. Mm -hmm. I can't Over remember there. the percentages, so it was like 80% was practice. It was, well, hold on a second. It was like 50% is practice. 30% is intention and 20% is performance. There we go. So 30% intention, 50% practice, 20% performance. So you can see out of that whole process, what is the most important piece of what you need to do to master anything. And this has been scientifically proven. They actually did the data on this and it's 10,000 hours. So if you're gung ho, about learning something or getting certified as something or being known as something, what do you need? Hmm. Exactly. The other thing I wanted to add to this just before we kind of wrap up is um, if you're in any program, you're doing any training of any description, working with any coaches, it doesn't matter who, 
squeeze the most you can out of it because it's the only way that it's actually going to make a difference. <laughs> I've been guilty of doing that too. Look, I'm not saying that I'm perfect because I'm not. Um, I've certainly not put the practice in and I've not followed the whole program and it hasn't worked for me. But ultimately, if I look at it and take responsibility, it's me that didn't work it. And I wasted a lot of money early on in my, my search for the perfect answer, the, the magic pill, so to speak, and it doesn't work. So what we want to get through to you right now is that whatever you're in, whatever you're doing, commit to it fully, fully commit to it. And you'll see massive quantum leaps and changes when you do, no matter what the fuck it is, pick it, do it, keep going, just keep going. I want to share a really quick personal story. So I'm, I'm an oh, okay. intuitive. Maybe you know that. <laughs> okay. So psychic medium channel, do a lot of intuitive work now. Before I claimed it, do you know what I did? I was constantly searching for validation from somebody else. And that, because I wasn't showing up in my life. It hadn't shown up the way it shows up now. There was me going to every book lecture by, you know, Marianne Williamson or Deepak Chopra or, or jumping on so-and-so's newsletter or reading the latest metaphysical book that came out so much so that I have a library. I kid you not. And I got to the point where I was really frustrated because none of the information was new. I kept waiting for that aha magic thing that was going to be like, this is the piece that's missing that will, that will make me the person I, I long to be. And the truth is, I started to see a pattern that all the information in this, the genre was the same. It was the same basic information. It was valuable to me. I, I cared about each perspective, but there wasn't an aha secret doorway that I was supposed to go through and I would be initiated in. Mm -hmm. Initiation came with practice. Mm. Getting out and doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I had something I was going to, Dad, but then I got lost in your beautiful story. I really <laughs> should have a notepad and pen next to me so I can write these things as they come to me. Um, no, we, it's our, our time. It's our time. You can work this out. But I love, I'm look. I'm going to read some comments out loud while you're thinking about that. Okay, you okay, take you a that. moment. I'll try. Focus. Um, and Maria is saying that she that uh, my story nailed it on the head for her. Um, so it sounds like you have a similar story that you're also constantly searching for that thing, that new bit of information that's going to change you. And I have to tell you, there, there comes with that a little tiny bit of disappointment that you know everything already. I mean, that the topic is, <laughs> it's kind of done. It's, it's more simple than you're giving it credit for. You're making it about it, not about you. As soon as it, you turn it, Mm, there it is. Mm. This is something our team keeps talking to us about. External to internal, external to internal. Yeah. External is the search. Internal is doing the work. And then the external changes. And I just remembered what it is that I was going to add to this beautiful See? podcast that we've been talking about in all sorts of going around in circles and going on tangents and stuff. Um, so I'm going to set a challenge for everybody that watches this podcast, no matter when you watch it. It's, Sit down, take some time, take an hour out of your, your day for the somewhere in the next week and write down your criteria 
for whether it's your business success, your relationship success, your health success, but there should be more than five criteria. There should be a whole stack of criteria that you can then go, okay, well, how, where am I at this week? Where am I at in this in terms of this week? So that you can have a better way to judge your progress. And if you capture that, even just once a week, you have this you know, list of 10 criteria. And then you go back every so often, a few months ahead, behind, or even a year, and just have a look at where you've, how you've gone over that period of time so you can see your progress. Because what you focus on continues to expand. And when you're in a space of feeling like you've pro progressed or you're successful or you're, you're loved or whatever it happens to be, you invite and attract in more of the same which we know about energy. So this is one way, it's a bit more than a gratitude journal. It's actually um, a way of you measuring where you're at now to be able to see your progress in a much more realistic fashion rather than just the money that's coming in or just the amount of fights maybe that you've had. There's more, so much more to it. So I'd love for you to, to share in our Kick-Ass and Sparkly Ladypreneurs group, um, or you can email us or you can put comments on the post in the blog website part where I'm going to put it later, um, <laughs> to tell us some of the criteria that you've come up with to be able to measure your progress by or success. I'm actually going to create you guys a metrics thread every Friday. We can do, we do a little sharing of like an aha moment mm. that you had around some growth you've done. That sounds like a great Share it with everybody. Uh, it's done. Two, two, two. I'm working on it right now. <laughs> I love how she comes up with this stuff on the fly. And then all of a sudden there's this thing in, in somewhere. I'm like, oh, she's done it. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome. So let's wrap up for today because um, we don't want to keep make these happen. Uh, make, uh, mm -hmm. Really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we want to try to keep them short so they're not too long. Um, but yeah, for those of you who, who know about our Success Circle members area, we love that you're a part of our, our members area. We love working with you. For those of you who haven't heard anything about it, then we would love to share a bit more information about it so that you two can be supported and learn from our teachings and what gets channeled through from our team in spirit, plus our other experts that we've got um, that are sharing their information and their expertise as well. So among other things, we'll add the link to the Success Circle members area for you to check it out. And if you have any other questions, you know how to reach us. Absolutely. And thank you to everybody yes. who is here live with us. In fact, Rach, we did say, we did say, I know you're trying to like wrap it up. I'm sorry. But we did say we would let people ask a question live. Oh, so geez. we do have a couple people in here. So for those who are with us, how yeah. can they ask a question? I think there's an option to raise hand. Well, there's chats, chats, the chat. Oh, it's the Q&A button at the bottom of your screen if you're on your, com on your computer. Let's see. Okay. Okay. We're going to give you guys a second. This is the first time we've done this in here. A little different, but it would allow you to ask a question. Now, just for those who are on here, if you want to ask your question, we will answer it intuitively for you, give you some feedback. It's going to be recorded for posterity and you will be you will be internet famous forever. <laughs> but if you're not on the Zoom link, I mean, if you want to in future, you can jump and live, ask us live. Let me try. I'm really struggling with words today. Clearly need more food. <laughs> ask us live on the webinar. But otherwise, if you're in the Facebook group, because Therese has Facebook handy just next to her, if you want to ask a question in there, then you've got a moment or two to put your question in there. And what, so everybody's asking what kinds of question? Anything, guys. Psychic question. You want a psychic? answer we'll give you psychic answer you want coaching answers we'll give you coaching you want a little 
This is a free for all. You got five minutes to do a free for all. Five minutes, go! Because <laughs> we had this on the, the radio show and we thought, oh, that's really cool that people can call in and ask a question and we can just you know, be and answer and give information and give help. So um, Absolutely. We, we thought we'd, we'd add that to our podcast for those of you who want to take advantage of it. Absolutely. And it's kind of fun. It doesn't have to be on topic, although if it is on topic, that's awesome too. Okay. Um, okay. So we've got some, go yep. ahead. Uh, do you see the Q and a? Yep. yep. I've got it okay. here. Um, so Maria has asked, okay, the contract contrast that I have been getting in the last two weeks, can the universe stop, stop for the time being? Um, hang on a second. I was going to see if I can bring you on Maria, if, if that's okay. We'd like to answer the question live. It says done. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Took it out of list. Hmm. So I'm not sure how we can bring you on Maria, apparently, but anyway, that was the question. So it's giving her contrast and she'd like to know if it's done for the time being. Um, hmm. and she's asking how well, I think the question was Maria, um, how to stop, <laughs> kind of how to stop the contrast. Oh, and right oh. now the answer that's coming is the focusing on the contrast calls oh. up the contrast. So the more that you're aware, you know, noticing it, it's kind of like a zit. Okay. So if you got a zit on your face and you leave it the fuck alone, it'll go away. But the more you're kind of like looking at it, the more inflamed and irritated it gets, the more pronounced it becomes in your life. So the answer here is to focus on what you want. Focus on where the contrast is not, or even focus on something completely different, like puppies. Okay. <laughs> Unicorns. Cupcakes. Unicorns. Exactly. Um, yes. Yes. So she said, so pay attention to what is working out of my life. Yes, 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 yes. And, but, but more than just, it, it's got to be more than just a type of, um, distraction, right? Because there, there's two types of focus, right? There's the kind where you're like, I'm going to pretend like I don't really care, but I'm really terrified in the back <laughs> of your mind. And then there's the kind where, you know, like, fuck it, I'm dropping this. Just, you know, this is where the beauty, the magic words, fuck it come in. And it can really help you because it's got to be that energy of I surrender and I'm letting it go. That's what's going to move you out of that constant pull for attention there. Awesome. So we, I hope that helps you, Maria. It looks like it, you said yes. yes. So I'm going to answer Jennifer's question. She says on Facebook, I want to know what blocks I have with reaching my set point in weight. Oh, it's a loaded question. There's a lot of things that are coming through here, but I'll let you throw that in. Do you want to go first? Cause the one that's coming to me is pretty strong. And um, it's yeah. So the, 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 it's like self-worth was the first thing that came up for me and it's a belief. It's more, it's more around your beliefs around what's possible, but also what's possible specifically for you. That was the first thing that came to mind. Um, and if you've got some sort of technique you can use to shift that, that would be really handy for you right now. If you don't um, check out our source for shift technique, which does that work, gives you the tool to be able to do that work for yourself. And I'm going to throw it back to Therese now. So for what came through for me is a fear of acceptance a real fear of accepting this because it's something that you don't accept. It's a state you don't accept. And the fear behind it is if I truly accept this at 644 on my time, that's my, mm. our team's number 44. 
if you were to accept this, the fear behind that is that means it's okay for it to stay mm. and that it'll never leave and that I will be stuck there and that I'm somehow telling the universe that that's okay. And I've been there, I've been in that feeling, and it's hard to believe that on the other side of it is so much more peace and it's so much easier because it's you've stopped pushing the rock up the hill. The resistance to, oh, and the team is like, it's, I'm totally getting lit, lit up everywhere. So this is what they want you to hear. Let the rock go, drop it, go into surrender and trust, trust that what you're asking for comes from acceptance. It really does. It's like all of a sudden you've dropped the fences and, and the, there's no war. It's like yeah. a land that was blocked to you. I see as soon as you surrender, it's like all these things come down and you get to pass through. Does that make sense, Jennifer? I'm yeah, I'm going to add to that to make it even clearer. Um, it's like being at war with somebody else. Like imagine your body as another person and the way that you're treating your body is like, I don't accept you. I don't like you the way you are. So, you know, if it was anybody else, they would be offended and go, well, that's, you know, there's not love there. Whereas if you can love that person and go, you know what? I love you. I accept you as you are then there's more like it's a feel it's a good feeling there's actually a chemical process that happens in the body that the body goes ah oh, okay all right yeah we'll do that we'll do that that sounds like fun but until you're in harmony with your body as it is now then you'll it'll continue to kind of as you're fighting with it because it's something external to you but it's not does that make sense no, I think I'm not. Yeah, she, nope, she's got it. She says that she needs to reflect on this. I know this is a hard point to get, but I want you to think of it this way. Um, I'm going to use a visual for you. I've got my beautiful, that Maria gave me this beautiful piece of uh, carnelian. But imagine that I'm going like this, and <laughs> right? And I'm like, I want to drop this rock. I want to drop this rock, and I'm squeezing it as hard as I can. That is resistance. If I... You want, I don't want to drop it, but <laughs> if I were to just let it go, it falls right off out of my hand. Yeah, it's really the same energy. The thing that really messes us up about it is all the psychological belief tied to this. the The process itself is quite simple. The beliefs around it are what's keeping it locked in place. So to add yeah. to that too, once you're in harmony with your body, your body will actually tell you what you need to eat and how to exercise in order for it to let go of the fat. It won't happen until you're in a complete harmony with it though. Make sense? Because you, you're not listening to it. You're too busy telling it how you want it to be. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a big process. And, and to be honest, it's the, the thing that is so frustrating about it is um, that it's an emotional process. Mm -hmm. So you could be working your ass off. And actually, I believe you are literally working your ass off trying to make physical changes. And it's not a physical thing that you need to change. It's an emotional, mm -hmm. it's an emotional belief system that needs yeah. to be broken down and rewired. It takes time. Allow it to be time. Like nobody needs to be skinny tomorrow. I mean, I've, I'm letting my body just take me through the process of getting back down to fitness. And it's been an interesting process so far. So I feel you. Um, but it's, I'm doing it very differently this time. So yeah, love the body as it is. And that will start to open things up. Also, I want to just put out there and kind of slightly different topic, but when I really started tuning up 
intuitively, um, things started changing for me on a physical level really quickly. It was really dramatic. I became more sensitive to food, <laughs> like way more sensitive to food. And it started to show up that um, I, my body would reject things right away that before it didn't, it was kind of like, oh, I don't like that. And like maybe an hour later, I'd feel it. Now it's like 20 minutes later and I'm just mm. like, nope. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And that comes from also building that relationship with it. I'm finding the same while I, you know, yes, I'm doing more psychic stuff too, but um, more tuning into my body and asking it what it needs, what it feels like. And I'm getting different responses. So, <laughs> Well, I, I don't want to dismiss it too fast because seriously, um, food is vibrational. Yes. When you are tuning up your intuitive abilities, you go into higher vibration. You just do. So food that doesn't match higher vibration starts to, you start to feel that it's not jiving with you. Um, and so that's, that's a kind of a cool benefit. It's just, you start feeling it really easily. Mm. All right. Well, keen to sort of wrap this up so we don't spend forever on it. But uh, Maria, I know you've got another question, but perhaps you could ask us in the um, the group and we can get back to it a little bit later so that we can end the recording. Yes, actually. So if anybody wants to put questions, put it on the, the Facebook live post that's going to be there in the group. And we see those, um, we see those questions and we're constantly writing back. So put your questions there. That'd be fantastic. All right. So let's, uh, let's wrap that up. So until next time, relax. We got this. Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rach and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit, the number four success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, kick-ass and sparkly lady panures unite. Until next time, relax. We got this.